Welcome back to Aliyah Yomi. Today we are going to be learning together Bal Sheni, the second Aliyah in Parshas Bal. Our Aliyah is 12 psukim long, running from Perik Yud, Pasuk Yud Beis to Chof Gimel. And the topic of our Aliyah is locusts and darkness. We're looking at the eighth and ninth of the plagues of the Makos. So let's take a look at the Aliyah overview and then we'll de- delve into some deeper po- points to ponder. So we now hear that after the warning has been given, Hashem tells Moshe to stretch out his hand over the land of Egypt with uh, the, the locusts, and that's what happens. They, um, they're going to come and they're going to destroy everything that remains from the hail. And, the, and Moshe Rabbeinu stretches out his staff towards the sky and over, over the land of Egypt, and there's this very strong e- um, easterly wind which comes and blows all day, all night, and in, in the wake of that wind come this incredible plague. There, in fact, the Apostle describes that there were so many locusts. Never before nor afterwards was ever such a plague seen. They covers the entire land. They consume every part of vegetation that is left over from the Barad. And at this point in time, Paro runs to call Moshe and he says, I sinned. I just take away this ter- the, 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 this, uh, the, this terrible thing. Um, please um, remove this death from my environment. And they left Paro and they went to pray. But, and Hashem t- brought about another wind which blew everything back towards the sea. And there was not a single locust left. But at the end again, Hashem strengthened the heart of Pharaoh. And he would not relent to, ser- to send the nation of Israel off. Moshe now conducts the ninth plague and that is is he is told by Hashem he plays he stretches his hand uh, towards the heavens and this, the darkness descends on Egypt a hard word to translate it sounds like this enveloping darkness and uh, and that's what happens is three days of of this darkness and then and we hear about three days where like then nobody is able to stand up and Bnei Israel had Light. The nation of Israel had light in their areas. So a few points to ponder. Number one is that the the statement made in this aliyah is that there never was another locust plague like this. Now the question is is that we, we it's hard to compare stats and figures because we don't know how many there were. But there is another moment in Tanakh in a recorded Nach history which does seem to it contradict that a little bit because if you look at Sefer Yoel, Yoel is a prophet. And according to Chazal, he is during the reign of Yorhoram, who is the son of Achav in the northern kingdom of Israel. The prophet, another prophet who lives at the same time is Elisha. Yoel talks of a terrible day. He calls it in the second parak of Yoel, in the Treyasar. He says, Yom Choshech Vafela, Yom Anan Varafel. There's going to be a day of darkness and deep darkness and cloudiness. Keshachar Paras Alarim talks about. This, uh, there's going to be this this plague, which is going to be as dense as clouds and oh, enormous hordes that never before have been the likes of it been seen. So the, uh, this refers to a terrible locust plague, which will ensue, which will bring about a terrible famine in the land of Israel, which is recorded in the beginning of Sefer Melachim Beis. Just another plug for learning Nach and appreciating the entire context of what's being taught in the Torah, Nevi'im, and Ksuvim. But Rashi explains that 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 future. Um, plague of locusts, in fact, is not going to be um, the same as this because that will have many different types of locusts. This type of locust uh, that, that afflicted Egypt was only one particular type, and that 
will never occur. You'll never have a plague with just one type, which is so severe. That's how Rashi tries to answer this. Rabbeinu Hanan says, no, what's being said over here is that there, were, there that this is a sign there was never there was there would never be another plague of locusts in the land of Egypt. Meaning when the when the the, the locusts are being taken away now, the the promise that Moshe Rabbeinu is, is saying is you may you may think of this as a natural phenomenon. You may think you see the wind, they come, they go. Well, it actually this has never been the case, and never in Egypt will you see something of the level of severity. So it's emphasizing Rabbeinu Hananel says, Rabban says a similar thing is that the, you, you are to understand that it may look natural, but oh boy, it is not natural at all. And that's what's being, uh, being um, the focus over here. But another question is, why did Hashem blow them out and not just kill them? Hashem killed all the frogs right there, and they were in piles rotting away. And the answer is, as Chazal points out, is that locusts are a delicacy. Many people eat them. In fact, that, uh, according to Torah law, there are, uh, there are a number of different types of grasshoppers which are kosher. Today, many uh, many streams of Judaism do not have the tradition as to what they are, but it is a delicacy. It's, a, it's something which can be eaten. So Hashem ensured there would be no collateral benefit from this plague. And the interesting question to ask ourselves is, how exactly did this Choshech ensue? How did it, uh, it, it, it actually happen? So the Mari Kra, who's one of the Mepharshah Hapshat, Rav Yosef Kara, not to be confused with Rav Yosef Kara later on, who was going to be the author of the Shulchan Aruch, but um, the, he explains that the, when the wind blew out the Arbe, when it blew out the locusts, it brought in this thick, thick fog, fog so thick that it, pen, it penetrated the, the cities and it, it ensured that even when a flame was lit in its darkness, it couldn't really go, it couldn't really penetrate to the thickness of the fog and, fog. and sometimes you see this, you know, this, in certain areas, cars are manufactured with fog lights, special types of lights, to try to penetrate this fog, because when the fog is thick, you cannot see anything. That's what he understands. The Malim ex- uh, quotes the Marie Krani, says, we don't need to have to explain every pla- plague in scientific language. We don't need to have a way that we can physically explain it, because this is, in fact, supernatural. We don't have to have a natural explanation of it. This is a struggle in today's day and age, which lives in the realm of the rational, and therefore it has to explain everything off with the scientific phenomenon. And there are Rishonim who do this. The Maria Kra, the Ral Bag, as an example, do do this. And the Malbim says, it is also all right to understand and believe that Hashem superseded nature because He did create it in the first place as well. Now the question is, is how do we understand this whole description of three days and three days? What's really going on over here? So Rashi explains that what's going on is that there were three days first of a lack of sight. So it was very, very dark. But then the last three days were actually not just a lack of sight, but it was incarceration. It was actually um, in, 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 an inability to be able to move. And therefore, that is what the, the Hales Plague went down. In fact, this may explain a very curious word that Hashem describes in the premonition of the darkness, which is Vayomesh Choshech. Very hard word to translate. What does that mean, Vayomesh Choshech mean? So Rav Hirsch says it comes to the word mash, to touch. So the, uh, some, some explain it as an example um, with the Targum Yerushalmi says is that people were groping around, people were trying to grope around in the darkness. Rav Hirsch explains is that the way it, what it means is, is that a person's sight was rendered useless and therefore they could only use their sense of touch to navigate as well. But it could also mean that in a certain sense the darkness itself was tangible. It wasn't simply the lack of light, but it was actually a physical entity, which was, would help explain, as Rashi talks about, at the end of the plague, um, the, those three days of the physical um, incarceration as well. It is worthwhile noting that there is something else to be, you know, darker side to darkness, if one may say so, and that is that, um, is that um, 
what happened during the plague of darkness was that the, those Israelites who did not believe in redemption were in fact killed off. In, and if you want to take a look at the numbers game, it's um, looking at the Pasha's beginning of Pasha's Vashalach where it talks about Chamushim Alu B'nai Yisrael Meretz Mitzrayim, that only a fifth came out. Then we said that 80% were not worthy and perhaps died in the plague of darkness, which is a pretty shocking description. It is worthwhile noting that um, the word Vayamesh, if you shift down each of those letters, the Vav, the Yud, the Mem, the Shin, so you shift them down one letter in the alphabet, it does spell the word Hitler, Hei Tes Reish, Lamed Reish, um, which is an interesting thing to think about in terms of that the darkness itself was a plague for the Egyptians, but it also was a dark time for Israel in our tradition as well, for those who did, weren't able to make it out. Um, and there's, there's something to think about in terms of the proportions and numbers of Holocaust-like numbers as well. And finally, Rav Sarotskin quotes the Medrash Shmos Rabbah and he points out that the general pattern of the plagues was seven days per plague. So why over here is it three days and three days, which is only six days of the actual plague? And he explains, the, based on the Medrash, that the last day of the Makkah of Choshech actually reappeared at, at Kriyas Yamsov later on seven days after the end of Exodus of Yetzirah Mitzrayim. That's when it reappeared, and that reappearance was what prevented the Egyptians from attacking. They were not able to access the nation of Israel because of this physical barrier of darkness, which was, so to speak, being pushed over in order to facilitate that. With this, we conclude the second alley. In the meantime, have a wonderful and meaningful